Hey guys, welcome back to this week's case study. This week we'll be looking at Ed Gein. Ed Gein was the most was a notorious killer and grave robber. His activities were inspired by the creation in some Hollywood of Hollywood's most infamous characters, including Norman Bates of Psycho. Ed Gein grew up in a repressive household dominated by a controlling mother. Following her death in 1945, his mental health disintegrated. After Gein was apprehended as a suspect in the 1957 murder, the investigation of his home yielded a highly disturbed man who kept human organs and fashioned clothing and accessories out of body parts. He spent the rest of his life institutionalized his story, fueling the inspiration of such famous movie characters as Norman Bates, Psycho, Buffalo Bill, and Leatherface in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Edward Theodore Gein was born on August 27, 1906, in La Crosse, Wisconsin. The son of George, a timid alcoholic father, and Augusta, a fanatically religious mother, Gein grew up alongside his brother Henry in a household ruled by his mother's preachings about the sins of lust and carnal desire. Around 1915, Augusta moved the family to a farm outside Plainfield, Wisconsin, Gein rarely left the farm except for attending school. After George died in 1940, Gein and Henry began working more odd jobs to support the family. In 1944, the brothers were, burnt, were burning brush on the property. When the fire raged out of control, Henry was found dead, although it was initially believed to be the result of a fire. Circumstances surrounding his death, as well as Gein's later activities, led to the conjecture that the younger brother was responsible. Obviously devoted to his mother, Gein never left home or dated women. However, after she died in 1945, he became increasingly deranged. Now living alone, he left her room neat and untouched while the rest of her home fell into destruction and he developed interest in anatomy books. Gein managed to support himself as a handyman and despite his odd behavior as a babysitter, Meanwhile, a few residents from the general area had mysteriously disappeared over the years. Among them was Mary Hogan, who ran a tavern in nearby Pine Grove that Gein regularly, regularly went to. On November 16, 1957, Bernice Warden was reported missing from her hardware store in Plainfield. With the cash register also gone and a trail of blood leading out the back, her son Frank, a deputy sheriff, was suspicious of Gein, and the reclusive man was soon apprehended at a neighbor's house. The authorities went to Gein's home that night and were greeted by the gruesome sight of Warden's headless, gutted body hanging from the ceiling. Further investigation yielded more shocking discoveries, including organs and jars and schools used as soup bowls. Under questioning, Gein confessed to killing Warden and Hogan three years earlier. Additionally, he admitted to digging up numerous corpses for cutting off body parts, fashioning masks and suits out of the skin to wear around the home. With that sort of evidence, authorities attempted to connect him to other murders and disappearances from the recent years, but were unable to draw any definitive conclusions. Gein's lawyer, William Beltler entered a plea of not guilty by the reason of insanity 
and in January 1958, Gein was found unfit to stand trial. He was committed to Central State Hospital, where he variously worked as a mason, carpenter's assistant, and a medical center aide. In 1968, Gein was determined fit to finally stand trial. That November, he was found guilty of the murder of Warden. However, he was also found insane at the time of the murder, and as such, he was recommitted to the Central State Hospital. Save for his attempt to petition for a release in 1974, which was rejected by the mild-mannered Gein, he made virtually no news while institutionalized. Later that decade, his health failing, he was transferred to Mendona Mental Health Institute, where he died of cancer and respiratory illnesses on July 26, 1984. Thank you all for listening to this week's case study on Ed Gein. Please come back next week to see who I'll study next in my next podcast.